0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast. Get educated or be enslaved.
1: Episode 933, air date April 14th, 2021.
0: Uh, good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva. Adre. It's 12:48. I'm going to be doing a, a interview with our friends across the pond in L- London, um, uh, John Cooper, and we're going to talk about uh, we're talking about a lot of things, but I want to focus on. Um, Uh, Basically, uh, about how the left and right, be it in the United States or England or anywhere, screw you, which is basically they create a bunch of theatrics. And the real fundamental issue that comes down to anyone listening is, are you ready to actually break from this uh, theater? Because what we see happening and we'll talk about our truth, freedom and health movement in the context of this is. um, There comes a point in life where you actually have to ask yourself, do you actually want change? That's one group of people who are serious about it. Another group of people do not want change, but the third group of people are interesting. They will uh, act as though they want change, but they don't really want the change. They want more the drama of talking about change. Uh, that includes individuals plus people who create this fake left and right dialectic. And that's what I wanna talk about because in the United States right now, we've seen that uh, arc where the left would uh, create that. And now with Trump, You see Trump doing the same thing. Trump is basically a con man. Trump basically, you know, was part of the uh, worldwide wrestling federation and foundation and with Vince McMahon. He knows how to play people. And so do the left and the right. So the left needs Trump. The right needs Bernie. Uh, They both need each other. The real issue is if you get caught in this and you don't really build a movement, which is what we're doing, which is a very, very different approach to actually being serious about changing the world, nothing will happen. Um, but you'll just be in a soap opera, in a reality show. That's where Trump came from. Uh, Bernie Sanders does that. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to talk about in England uh, what goes on there, because I think you'll find out in England the same thing occurs. You have Nigel Farage talking about it, but you know he went and got the job himself at the end of the day, right? So the interesting thing is that the only people, in my view, who, who are actually going to change anything are working people, bottoms up. And the unfortunate thing is because of entertainment, because of Hollywood, uh, people think that someone else is going to come do the work for them. And there is no somebody else. There is no Messiah coming to help you. You have to do it yourself. And I don't mean in a religious or spiritual sense. I mean, in a deeply political sense, Uh, you can have your spiritual views, whatever you want. But in a fundamental way, um, the change is going to come when we build a bottoms up movement. And that's what we're going to talk about. So, John, are you there? Can you hear us?
1: Yeah, fantastic, thanks for your intro there. I would like to say to our audience, uh, thanks for uh, watching the show, Raising the Bar myself, John Cooper, with uh, Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai. Um, absolutely, wonderful guest we have got on today guys and uh, you've asked for him so we brought him on. Uh, there's many different uh, things we could be talking about on this show. Um, Dr Shiva is a colourful character with a, with a very interesting background and story but we really want to focus on the political aspect today, the false dichotomy of left and right and we want to ask the question is there actually politicians that we can trust or is this all a form of abdication of our own personal responsibility and change making potential because that's effectively what's happening at the moment are we being placated into this believing a a superhero figure is going to take care of everything or or is it up to us to do as as dr shiva says a grassroots a a uh, bottom-up change so should we talk about that then dr shiva How, how do you envisage that and are we saying that we can't trust any politicians at this point? Are we yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: What I'm saying is it's not about politicians or so. We, You know, what's important in life is we always ask the right question. Let's take away the focus on whether this politician is a good person or a bad person. But let's take what I try to educate people on as a systems approach. So in order to uh, educate people on that, you know, every since when we ran our United States Senate campaign, um, in 2018, we ran against a racist woman called Elizabeth Warren, a liberal racist. And we'll talk about what, why I call her a racist. This is a woman who said that she was a Native American to get into Harvard and all of her jobs. That's racism, using race for political advancement. If you call me whatever name, the N word, I don't consider that racism, Frank. That's just ignorance. That's not racism. Racism is using race for your financial, political Uh, you know, economic advancements. That's what the definition of racism is. The elites have always tried to take a very deep concept and they try to reduce it to, oh, he called you that name. You're a racist. No, it could just be ignorance. Okay. So uh, we ran against Elizabeth Warren. Uh, We exposed her as a racist, right? And the campaign was only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian, which was not, uh, it was a campaign about her integrity issues. This time when we ran, you know, we wanted to elevate the discussion when we, uh, Uh, The slogan, which is more than just a slogan of our campaign, was truth, freedom, and health. Now, those three words are not, it's not a political slogan. It goes down to the foundations of how the universe operates on three principles when you study system science called transport, conversion, and storage. Every Monday evenings, you know, I've taken the last 50 years of my work in science or my 30 years at MIT uh, where I studied engineering systems theory. And we are starting to educate anyone on this, which is educating people on the science of systems. So those three words, truth, freedom, and health are directly related to three other words that come in science called transport, conversion, and storage. The transport, the movement of information, matter, and energy, which is freedom. The conversion of, let's say, an idea or a guess or a hypothesis you have to practice a scientific method to find out what's true or not. That's truth. And then what? once you have truth, uh, you can then Uh, have the, find the right problems, right? What the real problems and the real solutions support the infrastructure of your physical health, your, your community health, right? Your economic health. And that's what we mean by the structural or the, uh, the infrastructure part of transport conversion and storage or structure, right? So when we built the movement for truth, freedom, health, it is founded on a scientific universal set of laws. So, So having said that, if you look at over the last, you know, 100 years, and you can look at this globally, be it in England, be it in India, be it in the United States, wherever, um, in the 1900s was a massive movement. And I want everyone to really understand this. And you should go study your history. In the 1900s is one of the biggest movements of working people rising up bottoms up to demand their rights if you remember the about the mid-1800s to the early 1900s were the transformation we were going from an agrarian society to an industrial society when marx was in england writing his stuff or the paris commune took place you know years before that or people in india were fighting against british colonialism or the uh susan b anthony 19 um you know the 1900s was fighting for women's universal suffrage right or in the late 1800s you had the haymarket riots where three American workers were shot fighting for basic wage rights, which, by the way, became International Workers Day, which is coming on May 1st, right? That occurred from the, that that was because to commemorate those workers. But globally, there was a bottoms up movement of working class people, when I mean workers, if you want to define the term proletarian, it was people actually worked for a living. And many people don't understand that's very different than people who do not work and scam off the state, okay? In fact, Marx called those lumpen proletarians. In fact, after Marx's death, Engels said the worst people in the world are Marxists, okay? Uh, so the Marxists of today don't care about the working people. They care about the lumpen proletariat, those people who do not work, they want people not working. So when you look at the workers' movements, and if, if you take the United States movements, women in the mid 1800s are the ones who drove that movement. Much of the, the, the center of the Industrial Revolution was Lowell, Massachusetts. One of the early innovators had brought in a lot of the, uh, the weaving equipment, right? The, the equipment that ran mills, textile mills from London. And, and um, Lowell ended up becoming the center of the Industrial Revolution. Well, people weren't treated that well. It was a horror, horror to work in a factory in those days. It was women who led those movements in the mid 1800s. And those movements grew by the early 1900s. The elites in the United States were so scared. And by the way, all of this has been removed from American history. Most young people do not learn this, unfortunately. Those movements scared the elite so much that they gave concessions. And if you look from 1900 to around 1930, they were forced. A gun was essentially put to the head of the elites, right? People like Franklin Delano Roosevelt, which I've repeatedly said, was not a nice guy, he was a racist, he was an elitist, he was a complete, you know, and and the Democrats and Republicans both colluded even at that time. So, but the, the force of the militant uprisings decentralized without any political parties all over the world in the United States of that working class movements, put a gun to the head of the establishment, so they gave people the eight-hour workday. They eliminated child labor. They started giving vitamin A therapy for nu- nutrition, and they started cleaning up the highways and the roads. Um, you know, um, uh, Florence Nightingale in London, in Liverpool, she was doing a lot of this work too, the sanitation, um, because, you know, it was a filthy place to live in many of the cities in those times. So you, it was those gains of health, nutrition, education, The highway systems, the infrastructure, the public health infrastructure came at the uprising of working people. And this is something that everyone needs to get really clear in their head. No one gave us this. No one gave you eliminated child labor. No one gave you, you know, hygiene. The elites were fine. You living in filth. They didn't care. So these significant changes came because of Working people's names, who we do not know, heroes who fought for these rights, who died for those rights. And that's why May 1st, which is not a communist holiday, was originally to commemorate three American workers who were shot in the Haymarket riots. Reagan made it Law Day. Everywhere else in the world, uh, May Day is celebrated as International Workers' Day. Okay. But um, so that, that movement came bottoms up. And if you look between 1900 and to around, you know, 1945, in the United States, and you'll see this globally, the the number of infectious diseases, let's say measles, drastically fell from being 14 out of 100,000, all the way down to uh, maybe one out of 2 million, but basically it fell by 98%. And that was not because of, you know, the generosity of the elites it was because they were scared that they were going to lose it all so that's how we got it any gain we have today came from working working people's movements about 100 years ago so that's the first lesson people need to know so since that time starting in the 50s and the 70s again this happened globally you can look at it the elites reorganized they never ever wanted to be threatened like that by you know ordinary people so what did they do they started accelerating the left-right divide, the fake divide, and one of the ways, and they horse traded, they basically worked together. So the the predominant way they did this was first, they attacked anyone, if you or I or anyone listening wanted to organize a bottoms up movement, they said, you're a communist, you're a Marxist, you're a socialist, right? That was a way of branding you with the hammer and sickle of the capital C communism of the Soviet Union. You know, Not the lowercase c, which, about brotherhood or people connecting and wanting something, I'm talking about the capital C of Russian communism or the capital C of so uh, Chinese communism. They said you must be a Maoist, you must be influenced by Russia, right? Not that people, working people, may on their own organic nature want to fight for their own rights like that. That's inconceivable, right? Um, so that's what the right wing did. The left and and they colluded on this. The left said, "Oh, this is cool." The right has done a great job for us. They're going to make sure people don't organize bottoms up. So we will organize for them and we'll call them unions. Okay, top down unions, not powerful, the old structure trade unions. So the left took over most of the unions. You know, in England, you have the Labour Party. Right. And acting as though they care for working people. But what they did, if you starting in the 50s, peaking in the 70s until today was they choked all these unions. They organized workers under some banner of the electrical union or the plumbers union, et cetera. But starting in 1970, the pattern that they did was they negotiated with the elites, and they said, oh, we won't strike for you. The union bosses all got paid back. So you don't see any mass strikes anymore, like in the United States. But if you look during 1945 to 1975, you had close to 100 million working people participating in strikes during that period. Well, between 1975, To today, maybe 1 million to 2 million people have participated. And and you can see the direct effects of that during 1975 to 2018, working people, not only the United States globally, their wages have been massively choked. Today, we have lockdowns, which affected most working people. It didn't affect Walmart. It didn't affect Amazon, et cetera. It didn't affect the elites. The elites doubled their wealth. 600 billionaires doubled their wealth in the so-called pandemic. Right? So that's what's taken place. So the, the reason that background is important, John, for people to under, appreciate is without the knowledge of that background, what's going to happen is people are going to have this view that that the left and the right are somehow different. OK. Um, I don't know when you were young, but when I was young, uh when I was like 11 or 12, we used to watch this thing called WWF wrestling. I don't know if you have this in England. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So yes, basically yes. you have. Some guy, he's a character, you know, he'll wear funky clothes, you know, junkyard dog. Some guy will fight some other guy, Rambo, you know, this kind of things. And they would act as though they were enemies. Both are getting paid. Both are getting paid by Vince McMahon. The guy who's running WWE wrestling. But, you know, after a while, you realize there's no Santa Claus when you're 11 or 12. And you realize, wait a minute, this is all garbage, right? Well, that is what these political parties are. Whether it's in India, whether it's in England, whether it's in the United States. They are WWF wrestling. They all hang out together. They will maybe have some differences, but whether they have any genuine differences is actually irrelevant. The real issue is when we focus on them, that's what they wanted us to do. So we don't build a bottoms-up movement. So we don't recognize that their bounded sandboxes, which where they want us to be participating, once you're in that sandbox, oh, I support labor, I support... The Tories. I support Republicans. I support Demo- uh, Democrats. I support Bernie Sanders. I support Trump. They got you, and you can see this right now. Um, you know, I, I I gave money to Trump. I supported him, but I'd always, you know, he was he was pretty clever. You know, he was a clever monkey, right? He said enough at a time where he knew the American working class was getting even more disenchanted, and you know, they tried it with the black guy, Obama, right? So a lot of people voted for Trump, voted for Obama because they thought he was the hope. So the elites have very, very smart marketing people who do a lot of data gathering and they watch which way the American working people or working people are thinking, wow, people are really pissed off now. Let's do this. People are pissed off now. Let's use the slogan, make America great again. Oh, let's use the slogan, build the wall. Let's use the slogan, lock her up. To Bernie Sanders, let's use the slogan revolution, right? So whatever it is, the central goal of the left and right is to make sure that working people never do what occurred in the 1900s, that we do not organize because that's what scares the shit out of them. They do not want people to organize a bottoms up movement. So what's critical is if you look, the the example that I've given is if you look at the eagle in the American symbol, imagine the head of the eagle is the establishment. Okay, the shoulders of the eagle. Are the left and right shoulder, which is the obvious wings of the establishment, very close to the head, right? So you have the, in the United States, you have Biden and the Clintons, right? Which are the obvious establishment of the left. On the right, you have Mitch McConnell, you know, the guy who looks like a turtle and Romney, right? Those are the, uh, that's the obvious right or John McCain, for example, who's like sort of in the throat or something. He's in both areas. But, What's really important to remember is that's obvious. So people will say, oh, yeah, you know, the Bidens versus the McConnells. That's also a fake dialectic. But where they're very, very clever is the wings of that eagle. The wings of that eagle need to flap people in to bring them in. So you'll have Trump, you know, act as though he's going after Mitch McConnell. He just called him a, a son of a bitch or something. Right. Um, or Nikki Haley, you know, saying, I'm not going to run. You know, I'm going to run. Right. So they, the right has their dialectics. They create because they want the working people to say, oh yeah, Trump's gonna fight for us. So he flaps his wings, which he may even attack the shoulder of that establishment, you say, And the left does it. Bernie Sanders and AOC, for example, will attack Hillary Clinton or they'll say stuff against Biden. But the entire goal is that entire anatomy of that eagle, right, if you wanna use that, is to flap the wings just enough so they talk, 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 To keep people within. They never want people, though, to take to the streets and build an independent bottoms-up movement. So starting in the 70s, one of the important things they did was the elites, big academia, be it at Oxford, be it at MIT, be it at uh, John F. Kennedy School of Government, Harvard, they consolidated a theory called systems theory, theory of systems, which really came out in the the, Western civilization in the 1930s. Systems, uh, systems theory is how you can, there are nine principles to systems theory where you have a goal. And um, by the way, I'm going to put this thing, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little, uh, we'll take a little brief thing and I'll, I'll share this with you. But uh, everyone should go to vashiva.com join and we'll talk about our truth, freedom and health movement. But one of the important things is systems theory is a the foundational theory of how the modern world runs. If you don't know system science, you cannot frankly understand healthcare systems, transportation systems, your body as a system, et cetera. And for me, this has been a long journey. You know, I have four degrees at MIT in many different engineering systems. And I was able to interconnect the 1930s or the modern engineering systems theory back to 10,000, 20,000 years ago, that this concept of the science of systems existed independent of human beings. So what, what has happened is the elites About probably five to five thousand people on a good day know the science of systems, which is about understanding where movements are going. They observe, they use a lot of computational data analytics. They know that people are upset. They knew they know that the interest rate should be around six to eight percent. They did they did the great reset because the goal is to make sure working people don't organize bottoms up. But the bottom line is that the Elites are very sophisticated and they are trained in systems thinking. And understanding the science of systems is why we're in this situation today. We're here because it was their system by design. And the only way to move forward, if people first of all say, okay, I get it. We need to build a bottoms up movement. I have a lot of passion. I wanna do grassroots. But there's not a hundred different ways to build a bottoms up movement that succeeds. There's probably one or two. You know the, Between two points, how many ways can you go from point A to point B? Infinite. But there's one direct line, which is probably the fastest way. And that direct line where we can actually defeat and win what's going on is going to alleviate the most amount of human suffering rapidly. And in order to do that, people need to understand the science of systems. So fortunately, you know, I didn't sell out. I remembered where I came from, be it in a poor village in India or working class people in the United States. And everything I've learned over the last 40 years of all those degrees and all those companies I started, but most importantly, I have taken systems theory to a level where I can explain this to people in less than three hours, John. And that's step one. So people need to understand they need to be armed with the same ability, the same science that they have. It's like they have a machine gun and you have an arrow. That's not going to work. Bowen, you're never going to win. So... Understanding political systems theory is step one. Step two is recognizing that we need to build our, once you understand the science, your consciousness is gonna raise. So you're gonna need other warriors to interconnect with. Well, you can't really do it on Facebook anymore. You can't do it on YouTube. Well, the thing is you're looking at the guy who invented email and I ran, we have our own data center here. So I used to host the largest Fortune 1000 companies. I know how to run data center. So in our own data center, we with the support we're getting, we're building our own infrastructure where, in fact, we've created our own version of we call it VA Shiva social, the own version of Facebook, our own version of forums. And I don't really care to give this to everyone in the world. I, I want to give it to our truth, freedom and health warriors. They intersect. And the, so one is you're educating people on systems thinking. Second, you're giving people an environment where they can interconnect globally. We call it, in some ways it's like the underground. And the third part of it is we are weaponizing people with tools that they can use to go educate people. So for example, one of those tools, I'll walk you through is one of these cards. People can print these cards out. This educates people how to go beyond the vax, anti-vax narrative, for example. There's one on masks. There's one on elections. And, And on this card, you know, there's a little piece of it where people can understand, right, very quickly, like what's the science? Well, we need to boost our immune systems. That's what the real issue is. Let's not get caught into this left-right narrative, right? Because you have Big Pharma on one side and you have the the charlatan Robert Kennedy on the other side who confuses people as though he's against vaccines, when he isn't. He says, I'm pro-vaccines, I'm always pro-vaccines. Okay, I vaccinated all my kids. So you have this phenomenon where people do not want, people want people to be in this pro-vax, anti-vax narrative. They do not want people to be focused on the real issue. And when you apply systems thinking, To your body, you find out, oh, wait a minute, my body has an immune system and the goal is to boost the immune system. Well, how do you boost your immune system? Well, you need sunshine, you need vitamin D3, you need to eat the leafy green, you know, rich vegetables, which give you, you know, vitamin A palmitate. You need enough iodine to support your thyroid. You need vitamin, so you find out there are certain foods that your body can boost your immune. You need friendships. Friendships have a huge effect on, you know, negating depression which lowers antimicrobials and increases inflammatory. So our goal is we have to educate our people neighbor to neighbor. So people get activated, our warriors print out these cards. They're not here to like go start fights with people. The goal is there's at least 50% of the public who is being taken advantage of, they're not educated. So, so it's truth, freedom and health. And let me just show you very quickly So so if people go to those people listening and people have an opportunity, let me just share this with people. I think I can do this. For some reason, I have to let me remove this. Um, Let me add this here. Okay, here we go. Um, I guess I'm trying to share this here. It doesn't really share well here. But if people go to B.A. let me um, I think I'm going to have to do it like this. One second. Let me do it over here and okay. I'm going to share. Yeah, I'm going to share. Hold on one second. I'm going to share my screen from over here. Back to you. One second. Let me see if I can pull this off here. So those of you listening, if you go to vashiva.com slash, um, slash join, you will see where we have set up a infrastructure there. there we go. Okay. Okay. I think I should be able to share this. Okay. So let's see if I can do this for you here. All right. So you can, I think you can see my screen here now, right? Hold on.
1: I can't, we can't hear.
0: Okay, here yeah. it is. I think you'll be able to see it here. There see we go, there? there we go. Yeah, okay. now we can. Yeah, yeah. so you can edit it, and but let me just share this with you here. So so those of you listening here, um, let me just share here now. Um, so if we go here, I think you can see my screen here, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you should be able to see that, right? Yeah. OK, one second. So if we go here, uh, we've just updated this. But if people go to B.A. slash join, you can see this, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. OK. So if you go here, what we've done here is we've created a site and it says, welcome to B.A. Shiva, the revolutionary platform to empower you to become an agent of change to win truth, freedom and health. Take your first step on this educational journey by watching the video and this video. You, you mind if I play this? Yeah, go for it. Let, it. Let me play this. And those of you listening here, some of you may have seen it. But this video is a short video, but it really explains what the foundations of our movement are. So let me play it here. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves. Because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you. Deep down inside them. That you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in massachusetts the movement for truth freedom and health look i've been a student of politics since i was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements left wing right wing there is a physics there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment to build a bridge you need to understand newton's equation you need to understand the laws of gravity you need to understand poissons ratio there is a way to build a revolution and that's why i put this together my goal is to train a army of truth freedom and health leaders we don't need followers like social media we need leaders but they they need training because the educational system does not teach them history nothing so in three hours that's what i've started doing that's the solution we wow. got to train people first with understanding what a system is the second is understanding the interconnection between truth Freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems, fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up working people, people who work united and what the right wing has done is whatever you say working people, unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up, we need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with is a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth. And then we tell people what they can do on the ground, like with election fraud. You don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people. They have to go local, to go local, to go local. Fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the left wing Bernie Sanders, oh he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right-wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up, we have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rap. christ didn't go after the romans right it was the pharisees and the sadducees who screwed him up his own quote unquote people and that's where we're at so these four concepts i've built into a curriculum people can go to basheba.com and it's an educational program we need to train people in political theory you need to have physics and i've created that curriculum people need to get educated we need to get educated fast And within half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts, Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Uh, the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor, A, Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to V.A. Shiva, Victory America Shiva, vashiva.com. So I hope that helps. So one of the important things we've done here is people have always asked me, Dr. Shiva, how can I support you? The people want to give us money. I don't feel right taking money unless people really want it. I can give something back. So what we've done is when people contribute, they can become a truth, freedom and health war. And we give them educational gifts. Um, so one of those gifts is they get access. This is within our what we call our data center. Right. They get access to videos Then they get access to th- this. is What I'm saying. These are activism cards. So on every issue like this, and there's many, we've built the science, the legal issues, and this little card, people can print the front and the back, as I shared with you, they're using that to educate people. Some people are very interested in you know proper elections. And then they also can get, take charge of their own health because these same systems principles, there's another tool that we've created that can apply to understand their health. Another gift we give people is we want them to get trained. I do a three hour uh, lecture seminar every Mondays. And then we want them to almost be like professional you know change agents. So we want them to put in the effort and we make them give them tools. We give them the textbook, we give them other books. And then these are the two tools. We have our own social media. Again, this is for people. And then we have a forum where people can participate and interact in on many different issues, independent of big tech. and then they get scientific reports. They also get the scientific base anyway, so people can do that, and people can commit in different ways. And anyone who wants to be a member gets access to all of these, if they you know if they don't, if they can't contribute. So we've done it in a way that we've made it so, based on people's interest and commitment, they can you know take the education that they need. But in many ways, we're literally creating an institute for revolutionary change. That's probably the best way to look at it, right? And we want to be very. Uh, you know, honest with people, letting them know that no change simply just occurs. And so where we are right now is we want to build back that bottoms up movement, but it will require people to study and the goal is to have around 50,000 people. By the way, you asked, I think when we were doing the pre-interview, anyone can join globally. So we have lots of people in Australia and, and England and in France and Europe and India here, because ultimately working people have the same enemy. Because today the elites move their money everywhere, and in fact, there, in my view, the elites are moving their center. Their you know their center headquarters was Washington and New York. Now they're going to be moving it to probably Beijing and Singapore. Okay, that's the new center that they're, and they don't care whether it's, they're not patriotic to Americans. It's basically where they can maximize power, profit, and control. And uh, I'll be doing a talk later this afternoon on. Um, one of the board members on Twitter, very interesting, this guy called uh, Zelecki, okay? Twi- uh, Dorsey was forced to bring him in a, in a corporate shakeup in 2018. This guy is on the board of direct- directors of Twitter. Is In my view, the guy who really runs the whole thing. Former head of the World Bank. Board of directors of a one of the largest funds based out of Singapore called Temasek, which invests at least one third in China. And he and this guy's, you know, he's he's he went to Harvard, uh, Kennedy School of Government, Harvard lawyer trained. It's your deep state elite as you can get, and this individual is the one who's really pulling the strings, the theoretician of the global elites, in my view, because if you look at Temasek, which is one of these large uh, companies, a third of their investments are in China. So obviously he's telling U.S. policy, China's great, you know, they're actually a good free country, we shouldn't be overreacting because there's monetary financial interests here. So I want to encourage everyone to get out of this conspiracy theory nonsense, you know, like David Icke talks about reptiles and nonsense. That's what the elites want us doing. They want us to divert our stuff to wacky stuff. We should be talking about follow follow the money, follow the money, follow the money, follow the money, Look, as a systems biologist, I can speak about the immune system, but I'll tell you this, it's, it, when you look at any quote unquote conspiracy around the jabs and the vaccinations, et cetera, it's actually much more simpler. Big pharma globally has lost nearly, like Pfizer has lost nearly 40% you know, in revenue. In 2011, they made $65 billion. Today they make around $41 billion in revenue. So that's almost $24 billion in losses, I mean, reduction in revenue. They need their next big product that they can't get sued. By the way, you can't sue vaccine manufacturers that will generate them a uh, a market that they don't even have to compete in because the governments are basically saying, you have to get this, you have to buy this product. Imagine if everyone was told you must buy a car, you must buy a shoe, you must buy a microphone, right? Great for microphone manufacturers, great for, <laughs> and that's what's happened. Uh, with with the jabs, right? They're forcing people to get them because the government and big pharma are one. Government and big tech are one. So the key thing pe- we all need to understand is if you want to change the world and you're serious and you're not a dilettante, then you need to study political scientific theory from a system standpoint. The movement that I've built today, you know, I've created many things, John. You know, in my life, but I can tell you with all humility, the platform that we built today will probably go down in history. That's my projection. It's probably one of the most powerful technology community activism platforms because what it's telling people is you are the agent of change, and you need to get off your butt and you need to start studying how the world has actually changed. There are good examples, and that force of Bottoms up change has not existed before. That's why the left and the right have been playing WWF wrestling. Yep. So this is where we're at. And we're at here because they've made people fact dumb and happy. They've made people not wanted to build the bottoms up movements. And that's why we're unfortunately in this situation. We're here because we let it occur. You know, And, and, and that's why I think people need to recognize that there's only one way forward and it is gonna demand if people want to build that movement out, my view is we don't need everyone. You know, there are people who will just say, hey, I support Shiva. Great. I don't have the time. But my view is it's a number around 50,000. Once you get 50,000 people, that 50,000 people who actually get these like they're not they will call out on the left a Bernie Sanders. They will call out an AOC. We need to hit the left from the left and we need to hit the right from the right. If That makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Trump talked a good game, but Trump wasn't Trump. He brought in deep state people. He brought in Jared Kushner, right? Look at all the people. Trump had four years. So now he's on his new shtick. He will attack the Republicans. Well, cha-ching, 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 that raises money, right? To keep the Trumpers still thinking Trump's a anti-establishment fighter. Bernie Sanders does the same thing. Nigel Farage does the same thing, okay? They just say enough. But at the end of the day, fine, they can be whatever creating their theater watch them by the way if you want entertainment i'm not saying don't watch them if you want to be entertained do that but don't say that they're going to be agents of change they're not it's not in their dna
1: can i come in at this point that thank you for yeah. that was one of the best uh, uh bits we've captured um there uh, in, in the whole series of our shows um you mentioned before about the WWF characters. I mean, that is, for me, they, I think they talk about, talk about that in terms of the baby face and the heel. So you can't have two of the same sort of characters coming on because they wouldn't, it wouldn't be as enticing. So they have the heel, the bad guy, and they have the, the baby face, the good right. guy, and they play those off against each other. And that's what actually keeps people hooked. And in a way, that's what's happening politically, and you, you kind of emphasise that. Yeah, there. I mean, Gore Gor um, Vidal, Gor, like
0: Gor Vidal said yeah. this interestingly, right? He said that politicians are basically ugly celebrities, okay? They're yeah they're I mean, in a theater but they're just uglier right they don't look as good but I'm sorry go ahead John yeah I interrupted you. Yeah.
1: yeah so I was going to say you also see this with celebrities so thanks for mentioning that because I was going to say you have someone like Russell Brand for instance yeah he appeals to the working class man or woman um, he came on an interview of Paxman who's a BBC um, presenter quite a tough guy in his uh, in his style and uh, Russell Brand came on and said. We need to get out the left-right paradigm. We need to get out of that. They're both as bad as each other. I think he referred to it as, it's like choosing between a Chinese burn and a fart in the mouth or something like that. And then the next week on his own YouTube channel, he says, He invited Ed Miliband on, who's a Labor, um, you know, running for Labor Labor, um, leader. Mm. And uh, then he was convincing everyone to join Labor within a few weeks of that. So he almost played the Pied Piper role. Russell Brand. Pacing Uh, and leading where people were at. Yeah, Yeah. Russell Brand. So pacing and leading where people were at. Russell Brand. And then slowly starting to... Exactly.
0: Yeah, so I hope everyone listening, John, that's a great example because this is how sophisticated they are. They, when I say systems theory... They know the trends. Russell Brand is just, I mean, he has his beard. He thinks he's a guru, right? He's a nut, okay? This guy does not know political theory. He sees that his other career wasn't going well, so he needs a new career, okay? I mean, I have a full-time job. I do this as a public service because I integrate it with what I'm doing, right? But I have to work for a living, right? What I do here is not my source of income. For those guys, it is their source of income, like it is their existence. So what's important to understand is that working people um, typically do not get political. I'll give you an example. If you look at the Egypt, remember the uh, Egypt uh, movement that took place around 15 years ago, the Arab Spring? Well, typically what the establishment wants is they want the kids, right? Okay, they can protest, right? students can protest, they can be radical, right? They can grow their hair long and act crazy and be left or right, right? And those movements are allowed to grow. So if you look at the, in, in, in Arab Spring, all these students were social mediaing and they were having huge gatherings gatherings in Tahrir Square. and the And the establishment let that go on. But when working people said, oh, we want to go support that movement, and they struck, that's when Mubarak made one phone call to Vodafone and they shut everything down. They do not want working people to leave their jobs and get activated. When I ran for US Senate, you know, 90% of our movement or pr- probably more was everyday working people. It wasn't students who were Bernie followers, you know, it was the in thing to do, right? They had their trust funds, right? Um, so they do not want working people. It's very important to understand. They do not want working people getting political. They want working people working away. Yes, students can get political, right? Politicians can be political. Celebrities can be political. But they do not want an electrician or a plumber or a hardworking mother saying, you know what? I'm going to do a work stoppage. What would happen? Look, in the United States, uh, out of the, let's say, truckers who move most of the goods, only 10% of them, 15% of their are organized by the unions. The other 85% of them are independent small businesses who move most of the goods. What would happen if they became part of a movement? Think about the political power that would happen if the Amazon um, or truckers didn't move goods. You could overnight say, screw you, government, this is what we want. You could issue demands, you see? And what's happened is that's what they don't want people doing. What would happen, I've always given this statistic, okay? You know, there's probably, let's say, 100,000 network engineers in the country okay, or in the world. People control the networks who know how firewall. What happened if they all organized and they said, you know what? We don't like GMOs. We don't like forced vaccinations. We don't like this. We're going to strike. It's game, set, match. It's over. You say you don't need to win elections to have this kind of political power. And say they do not want people recognizing the power we have if we organize independently. So that's why the labor movement, the the right wing needs a labor movement to keep the workers in check. The right needs the left to control the the, the labor movements. So it's, it's the establishment has the right support the left in consolidating labor movements, centrally controlling them. Because and, and, and the right helps the left do that by constantly saying when working people organize independently, oh, you're a Marxist, you're a communist, you're a socialist, you're a radical, da-da-da-da-da, right? And therefore, working people say, oh, I guess I can't do that. They're going to brand me. So they go join these unions, which are controlled top down. So it is going to be ultimately people with skills, people who work when we organize and we do what occurred in the 1900s. In, in India, the same thing occurred. Working people were organizing in the 1920s because they wanted a good revolution. And that's when they dropped this guy called Gandhi in. Gandhi was a complete racist, complete castist. Put him in his you know white garb, gave him some spectacles, theater, you know? And they used him to talk nonviolent nonsense as though it's okay to get your head beaten in, right? Convince people, brainwash. I mean, you have to shove that down people's throat. Like, yeah, when police beat you up, yeah, take a beating, yeah, right. Right. So they Gandhi was theater used by the British. And what did he do? He didn't support a real movement of the bottoms of people. They suppressed that. They moved the, the the people off the streets into things called legislatures where the people haggle. You see, when they have them in the legislature fighting in a little controlled parliament, they can control the whole movement. Right. Because now you can say, oh, you know what? You, you know, let's pass this bill. Let's do that. So what happens is human suffering continues to get prolonged, right? That's what happens. So what we fundamentally have is this is, they do not want people building a bottoms up movement. So anyone listening out there, if you wanna build a bottoms up movement, step one. Step two, when some people do that, they say, well, maybe I can go join the labor party and change the system from within. Bad mistake, it's never gonna happen. They control it, right? Oh, Russell Brand says some good stuff, right? Donald Trump says some good stuff. Well, are they saying that we should build a bottoms up movement? Are they telling people, teaching people how to do that? No. Do they have the skills? No. So I would say right now in the world, our movement for truth, freedom and health with all humility is the only movement which has put it all together. It is the only movement that is providing people the infrastructure, providing people the training and bringing people together independent of big tech and giving people actual things to do on the ground. And we have people printing out these cards They'll go to, we have a mask card. They go to educate people. They, for example, you go to a worker who's working at a Starbucks. You say, look, you know, do you know those masks scientifically are going to cause your tooth to decay? Here's the research. Because you're gonna increase three microbes in your mouth, which will contribute to oral mishealth. Well, you know, your oral health controls your brain health. It controls your immune health. It controls many health systems. So fine. If your employer says wear the mask, wear it. But you know what? Tell your employer, uh, here's a letter I'm going to give you, employer. You better give me dental insurance. You better give me more teeth cleanings. If I have to go get serious deep cleaning work, you should you should pay for that. You see, now we are going bottoms up. What's happening today is the government tells all these businesses, oh, you better make sure your employees do this, this and this. And the employers, are, most of them are pussies. They say, oh, OK, we can't do anything. Right. They pussyfoot around. And the employers don't stand up for anything because they're liable to lose their licenses, et cetera. Right. So the workers, they say, well, you know, you got to do this. You got to wear this. You got to get, you know, jab. And, and and so we need to put the pressure bottoms up. What's going to happen when the employers say, oh, I may have to pay another 20 grand in liabilities if my employee here, his teeth fall out. I've just gotten a letter from him. That's what we're doing. And when you start thinking bottoms up, you come up with creative solutions. When you think, oh, should I vote for Trump or Bernie? You come up with WWF solutions, right? You become buying tickets to their popcorn game and you basically become a fool. So the real question, John and everyone listening is, do you want actually liberation? Do you actually want truth, freedom and health? Are you lying to yourselves? Do you wanna get off, off your ass and really change the world? Because if you do, we have the solution. The solution is training, building community, and getting activated on every one of these issues. So in many ways, I view what we're doing, like I'm like the weapons manufacturer, John. The weapons we're creating is powerful tools which integrate scientific science, legal, and media on every issue. And without that, forget about winning any movement. You might as well just bullshit yourselves and just keep whining but if you want it we're, we're having victory after victory in what we're doing small victories large victories you know why is it that i have no legal training have two lawsuits that have gotten multiple victories and trump lost every one of his lawsuits and he raised 300 million the issues is, was he raising money for, for himself and the rnc or was he really interested in fighting he wasn't the fact is he had jared kushner and there it was a complete little You know, rich boy whose father got him to Harvard here on 2.5 million. He, you know, he ran slums here. That's who Jared Kushner is. Okay. That's who Trump had in the White House. I, I mean, what the hell was he doing? You couldn't find anyone else. So we have to go understand we cannot be part of any cults, right? Russell Brand, complete charlatan, talks, 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 and then tells people to go to labor, right? There you go. They're basically the the wings of the establishment shepherd people in back into the establishment. So they'll say some enough radical stuff to bring people in. And this is where people got to get bright. You know, Robert Kennedy goes around looking for big rallies where he can insert himself. Meanwhile, he endorsed Hillary Clinton three times, who's vaccine queen, who loves GMOs, who loves Monsanto. You Know and then he talks like this. My family did this. Your family did shit. Your family's part of the establishment. You're part of the establishment. We don't need the and he Kennedys. pushes
1: climate change as well. You, you, right. You'll often find him pushing a lot of the climate change. Right. So as well. but
0: but people need to realize we have a lot of very wealthy women who want to suck whatever Robert Kennedy's whatever, right? When I was came out as a scientist, I said, look, the real issue is we got to move beyond vax and anti-vax the real issue is boosting the immune system. I was beloved by all these people who who never had a scientist. But the day I started attacking Kennedy, the same wealthy white women who want to give a lot of money to Kennedy thought I was a devil. But now, after the constant education, 70% of people recognize that Kennedy's full of shit. But you see, it's not that hard to break people away. Same with Trump. I mean, I supported Trump, gave him money. It was hard for me to realize that he's a reason we're in this situation. He made it possible so the American working class waited for him for four years. Four years we waited. Oh, he plays ninth dimensional chess. He's so brilliant, right? Trust Trust the the plan. plan. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the plan. Trust bullshit. He didn't do anything to Hillary Clinton in four years. Not one thing. So people need to realize that if you want entertainment, Trump, Bernie, AOC, climate change, Kennedy's, da, 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 da. That's what they're about. Billionaires are not gonna change your world. It's gonna be people who work bottoms up and who have a history of doing that. So this is a hard truth. So I'm asking people to get serious. If you're serious and you wanna change the world, we have a way to do that. But it's gonna begin with you being honest with yourselves. Don't bullshit yourself. Don't tell everyone you wanna change the world and blah, 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 and get into one of these wings. In, in today's world, in 2021, if you're left or right, labor or Tory, whatever it is, you're basically a child. You're like a child politic. you're like a kindergartner, right? And that's where they want you to be at. But if you want a PhD in political change, then you should join the movement for truth, freedom and health because that's what I've spent my whole life figuring out. So you have the guy who invented email, you have the guy who got all those degrees from MIT, you got the guy who came from nothing, who's figured this out and that's my life's journey. And if anything, that's my gift to people. And so the issue is do people want to be serious? Do they really want to wield the sword? You know, the symbol we use is a trident, which is a Navy SEAL symbol, which is a symbol of a bunch of come, but the trident is a spear that pierces darkness and it lets in the light. And that's what this is about. Do you want to bullshit yourself and be in bondage and enslaved, or do you want to get educated? That's where it starts, John so i hope this is valuable to your viewers good man very
1: very valuable i would just like to just ask a couple of things just to troubleshoot that for a lot of people that are listening to this dr shiva how would someone be able to identify a true grassroots movement just by looking at it, if, just by observing it. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. A, it's right. seemingly, seemingly grassroots movements that have actually been top down, but given, but packaged in a way that looks like a grassroots right. movement, so like what, Black Lives Matter here, here, for instance. How can, you, or Occupy movement is another one.
0: Yeah, all, so the way you can understand if a movement is truly bottoms up, here are some features of that movement. Number one, does that movement encourage working people working people to strip away from both political parties? Number one. Number two, does that movement have uncompromising commitment and articulation to attack, not the obvious establishment, but the not so obvious establishment? So when you have people calling out the Robert Kennedys, when you have people calling out the Trumps, when you have, on the left and the right, the Bernie's and the eyes, remember it's easy to knock the shoulders of the, of the Eagle, but are you, have you figured out how AOC is a hypocrite? Have you figured out how Bernie Sanders is a hypocrite, right? Have you figured out how Russell Brand is a hypocrite? When you start calling them out, that is one of the hallmarks that that movement has a political consciousness to win. I'll give you an example. In the anti-war movement of, of the Vietnam war in the 1960s, when that movement started, right? right? The US invades Vietnam, right? Goes all the way halfway around the world to invade this poor small country because they wanted to sell, frankly, more weapons. Well, when the movement first started, the movement was literally a left wing movement, the feathers of the democratic establishment. The right wing had a guy called Barry Goldwater, who was a shoulder, right? The, and he was he wanted to, he wanted to start wars with everyone. So the left would brand uh, Barry Goldwater as the pro-war warmonger, okay? And so, you know, starting in sixty whatever, 63, four, five, as the anti-war movement, middle, it was typically a left movement branding the right as pro-war. But the reality was Democrats and Republicans were both pro-war, right? But the left wing of the Democrat establishment never attacked its own shoulder, right? It was basically attacking the right and and and, and, the, and the establishment Democrats loved it. Well, now there were more politically conscious people who were saying, nah, it's the left and the right. And they were considered a minority. They're both pro-war and they would give examples how both Democrats and Republicans have started every war together. In fact, Democrats have actually started more wars than Republicans. Both suck, but Democrats have actually started more. So what's interesting is it was not until 1968 there was a guy, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was a president, who was running for president in the Democratic National Convention in Chicago, where it was taking place. On the stage of the Democrat Convention, Johnson had machine guns. Why? Because there were protesters outside that Chicago Convention Center, outside. You know, these young protesters who were typically the left liberal, you know, fighting uh, the anti war movement. Well, as, as that protest grew, the police beat the shit out of these protesters. I mean, you, I mean, that's when it took that beating for those left protests to realize, wait a minute, this was done at the democratic convention. Lyndon B. Johnson is also pro-war and he had just bombed Cambodia. So it took nearly 10 years for them to wake up and realize, wait a minute, both parties are pro-war. Both parties pr- are profiting from selling weapons, okay? And that's and when the movement broke from the left and the right, within less than 16 months, that war ended. All right. So this is what I'm saying. The characteristics of a true anti-establishment movement will be, do they attack not the, the obvious establishment, but the not so obvious establishment? Like people will tell me, you know, and, and more and more people are getting smart now uh, because of what our. if ed- they come
1: after you, though, Dr. Shiva? What would you say to them? Do you know what I mean? If they're applying that same logic. But then they, they they might call out people that actually are genuine, you know. Well, have, we, we, let's what, have a discussion. What's well, what's we, the differentiation? They're just discernment, or you know, is is there actually a way that we can?
0: Well, the the the, criti- the critical th- thing is, what do you do? How do you live your life? Hmm. Right? Are you make stuff? I make stuff. Right? What have you done your whole life? How do you actually um, have you put your life on the line? I mean, when I, when I went back to India in 2008, I was recruited by the Indian government to run one of the, I mean, you look at my life history, right? And I mean, since I, you know, I grew up as an untouchable in India, I've been trying to figure out political systems. There's a picture of me protesting the war at my PhD graduation. I organized food service workers when I was 18 years old at MIT. I fought to make sure more blacks and whites came to place like like I fought my entire life, in addition to building, doing science and engineering bottoms up so you have to go people have to be intelligent people should question anything everyone including me or anyone but most importantly people need to understand that is the movement are people encouraging people to build a bottoms up movement which is people organizing independently in their local neighborhoods like the reason we do these cards we want people to go to your neighbors we're not people say oh let's go convince the state rep i said screw them, go talk to 10 of your neighbors. That's a bottoms up movement. You right. see very, yeah. very different.
1: Because, you- can I just come in just quickly, just to say that, because a lot of people turn up to these Unite for Freedom protests, they're happening all over the world right now and the, you know the numbers are getting quite huge. You know, we had about two, I would say about 200,000 people in London on the last one. Uh, I, I imagine there's going to be a lot more, uh, the, the one coming up on the 24th of April. But I would say that even that can be a trap because you have all these people going along. There's a feeling of everyone's got my back. So in a way, it makes people not take personal responsibility. Well, you have to understand. What we, re- what we really need, sorry, what we really need is for people to stop listening to these speakers we, we know the truth ready we know what's going on what we need to do is people to break off into their own little groups like you say get the mums together get the people the business exactly. owners together and get the, all the people that want to go into shops without their masks together and all mobilize into groups and then like break into smaller units and then go uh, right go so, so for, for example talking about it and just Patting ourselves on the back and having a bit of solidarity is great to begin with. Get yourself a bit of confidence, but now we actually need to get serious about it, don't we?
0: Yeah. So it is actions, right? So what we're doing, for example, on the election integrity issue, right? So you have to have the three things. You have to have the training. So think about uh, you have to. You know, it's like you have to have this scholarly training, which people don't have. So a lot of these people go into these movements. People give them signs to hold up. It's all orchestrated. Okay. Like the March on Washington with Martin Luther King was very well orchestrated by the Kennedys and the Southern National Christian Conference. They know as the masses get angry, they will actually orchestrate big protests, controlled protests. It's like a controlled reaction. So number one, people need to understand this political theory. Number two, they need to interconnect with people, understand that high level of political theory. Number three, they need to go do actions locally. So for example, on on the clean elections thing, What are we doing? This is a distinctive feature. Every week, we we have people who wanna get educated, so we teach them. We say, this is what you can do in your local precinct. Go to your local town clerk, ask them for two pieces of information. How many people voted in the last election, the actual list, and the actual ballots? Well, those two numbers, A and B, better match. If they don't, we will teach you how to file a lawsuit. That's what we're doing locally. What's our solution? We need to move to hand counted paper ballots. see very different so if anything what we're doing is there's not the concept of the leader it's more the word catalyst and what's happening so the infrastructure we're providing is almost hopefully is going to catalyze people okay i got the training now i know what to do okay i have some tools and now people get confident oh i filed this lawsuit here i won right i had a small victory i can you see and that is what we need to do so our movement takes a systems approach, because when you study systems theory, you realize that there's a concept called self-organizing system. A guy won a Nobel Prize on this in the 1950s, a guy called Pergroni, that if you take a pot of oil, and what he noticed was that when you start heating that oil at a certain temperature, at a certain point, it's all random. But once the heat gets to a certain point, the oil forms these beautiful hexagonal tessellation patterns. It's called a self-organizing system. It's a quite very, and that's how I think nature actually operates. You keep heating it to another level, it'll go random. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create with, a, with the movement for truth, freedom and health, provide that catalysis. So you get enough people that it will become a self-organizing system that I can't even predict what form it'll take. It's not for me to predict that would be fascism, that would be top down, but we want to essentially be the person who's cranking up the heat Or when you're doing certain chemical reactions, you throw in an enzyme, right? And it catalyzes that reaction. So if anything, we wanna be the catalyst. And that catalysis process will create something where I can't even predict what it's gonna be. But I do know getting people to catalyze themselves is a way to win. For them to be the catalyst within their own local communities. But they do, what I just shared with you, they need to understand this political theory. So, it's yeah. almost a rec- uh, recursive process here. We're trying to tell people this is how nature actually works. It works on this principle called self organizing systems. Now, having known that, you can actually be a catalyst to in, to uh, catalyze that self organizing system to take place.
1: Well, what does the end goal look like for that? Do we even know what the. I don't know. No. So I, I, I think it's a wrong. Government or, or, or do we not even think about that? I don't
0: moment? think that's. I, don't, I think it's a wrong question because. I think that the issue is, right, like the old model was you have an end and you have a means. And then people just say, well, the end justifies the means. Well, that's why most revolutionary movements failed because people say, okay, we need to get into power. Okay, so they do whatever it takes to get into power. But the means that they use to get into power ultimately is like the Euroboros tail that eats you up, right? So if you say, okay, in order to get into power, we need to be this elite group of centralized people. That's what happened, I mean, in in the Soviet revolution, first it was a bottoms up movement. The Leninism had some very powerful features, but they never devolved power back to the masses, right? So their own success actually destroyed them. So here, what we're saying is the end and the means are the same. The end is the movement and the movement is the means to create the movement, okay? So the goal that we measure success is how many people are out there distributing cards on their own? How many people are actually saying, okay, you know, I'm a working class person. I'm going to educate my neighbors on why these masks are bad. I'm going to take some of these weapons and I'm going to start using them. You say that is how we measure success. Now, how that evolves. I mean, once you get to 50,000 people, I'm telling you, I can't predict what that will evolve to. But I'll tell you, it'll be a mixture and a reaction that the elites will not know what to do with. Because now you've let the genie out of the bag. You've taught people things that you can like when you learn a language right or when you learn a skill it's hard to take that away right your brain has it i mean you have to practice it right but that's what the goal here is there is a skill to affecting change there is you have to go and understand chemical engineering you can't just go mix stuff together the goal is to educate people now if you get enough people educated it's like the 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 oil in that pan how it forms, I can't predict. And it's not for me to predict. The old model, we say, yes, I'm the leader of a movement. We're going to do this. And then we're going to get here. And we're going to have this utopia. Bullshit. We don't know. But what we do know is we do need to have people learning these concepts, right? Once, for example, when, we, when, uh, when Maxwell and Faraday created Maxwell's equations, right, we understood the principles of electricity and magnetism. OK, then after that, we created people called electrical engineers. Could we have said, oh, no, we're going to create electrical engineers to go build, I don't know, rockets to the moon? No, we couldn't even predict that. But the goal is once you created electrical engineers, they created things that we computers and things we couldn't even think about. You see what I'm saying? So that's what organic means. That's 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 to be a go- organic. Uh, it's wild. It it's, to, uh, wild. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Innovation is wild. That's why the invention yeah. of email bothers them so much. I mean, I created email as a 14 year old kid before I came to MIT. The invention of email, the invention of great things does not occur in centralized model. They want to make innovation, for example, like genetically engineered foods. You centralize it. Well, as a 14-year-old kid, I was solving a civilian problem in Newark, New Jersey, which is predominantly African-American, one of the poorest cities in the United States. And here as a 14-year-old kid working in a medical science institution, I wrote the first code to convert the old-fashioned inter office mail system where secretaries were typing away on typewriters to create memos and carbon copies and inbox, outbox. I moved that entire system to the electronic version, named it email, and got the first copyright. Well, that occurred before I came to MIT. You see, this is a danger to the elites because it's saying, "Oh, oh, you know, innovation is actually completely a wild seed that instead of spending billions of dollars in places like MIT and Silicon Valley and Imperial College or Oxford funding the elites, and these are the centers of innovation, what would happen if you just threw a couple of thousand dollars in all, in all over the world, like just throwing you know seeds everywhere? We would have a jungle of incredible innovation that we don't even know about. So that's what the goal here is. We wanna create a movement for change where people understand these principles. That's the seed, okay? How they use it, it is not for me to be in a position to dictate because that would be antithetical to what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's about the
1: plates across interacting with each other individually and then it can ripple out from there. Well, it's not
0: even ripple. It'll create a reaction. We don't even know what that'll be. But if think about if you had, I would say in in, uh, UK, if you had like 5,000 people who understood system science, who understood what I'm sharing with you today, those 5,000 people could each, each reach another 1,000 people, right? 5 million people. And, and that's the goal. But th- the last thought you know I've shared before is that, look, theory precedes action. Thought precedes action, right? The finer your thoughts are, the more refined your thoughts are, the more power- explosive your actions are. You can have very rudimentary actions, right? Okay, we're going to burn a billion trees down. I need to fuel all these villages. Okay, you cut down all the trees. Okay, because you burn a tree, Mm -hmm. you get carbon. Well, then one guy sitting over there is looking at energy and matter, and he says, you know what? Energy and matter are interchangeable. E equals MC squared. That's a theoretical framework. And if I can hit an atom right in the center, it'll create a chain reaction where a little bit of plutonium like this will generate more heat and energy than burning down a billion trees. Well, how did that come? It wasn't from, it was a a scientific theory of energy and mass are interchangeable, and then the engineering science of figuring out how to hit that atom, or the the nucleus, right? That's what we're talking about here. You could be burning down trees all day to try to generate heat, but if you understand that scientific theory, that now enables you to take a little bit of this and have an explosive effect. That's what we're talking about. We can just say, oh yeah, a million people showed up in Berlin today for a protest to hear a bunch of idiots speak and to get them all passionate, and then they all went home. What what just happened? Nothing. But if 50,000 people understand what I'm saying and they don't go up to, I'm not saying don't protest. I think they're very good, but for what purpose? But if they tell people, look, I need you to go into your local community now. They educate people. Let's go local. Let's talk to our neighbors. Let's have face-to-face conversations again. Yes, you have the left and the right. 30% of people are never going to agree with anything you say. 20% will be the echo chamber. But our goal is to educate the 50%, right? And that is how the world changes. It is through movement. And I'm saying that itself is the end. Yeah. The end is education. The end is people getting activated. That is, a, that, that is the end. The end is not, OK, we're going to pass this law or this bill and corral everyone into this one focusing. No, the end is to educate a, a, a enlightened citizenry. That's true democracy. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to do. How that and how people want to use that. You know, I, I'm not. Who, who am I here to say that? Right. The problems are so diverse. You know, it would be like that would be fascism. Right. Saying everyone in every community should live like this. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Just planting the seed with people as well. Not like not forcing people to, you know, you have to plant the seed. You can maybe come back and water it a bit. But it's up to people to also to educate themselves and take responsibility. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and it's uh, like you know, it, learn, learn themselves, you know. Right.
0: So right now we have a million people are just burning down trees, for example, thinking that's the way you get heat. But let's say you had there's probably about 50 nuclear physicists in the world who know how to, you know, generate fission. Right. And probably a few know how to generate fusion. Right. We should ultimately be. You, know, you see what I'm saying? so if you can have more people understand this engineering scientific basis of movements and change you have now helped a whole generation of people and you've reduced the time to, to have the goal is in my lifetime we want to see change faster we don't want to wait 20 years of okay i supported trump for 20 years oh now i supported bernie sanders for 20 years okay now i'm so confused right i think the world sucks I'm just gonna go home. I'm gonna just get my little plot of land. I'm gonna plant my little berries and I'm gonna live with the birds and I'm just gonna do my yoga, right? And I'm gonna meditate and that's what I'm gonna do because the world can't change. That's what they want people to do. They want people to get burned out following the left. They want people to get burned out following the right. And then they eventually want you to get depressed and they just want you to be an automaton in their machine. They want you to feel like you cannot do anything. And the way they do that is to giving you the wrong political theory. That is the end goal, John. And if the sooner people understand that that game will lead you to depression, lead you to whining, and then some people lead into believing aliens are going to come change the world or there's some galactic universe. There may be, but it's irrelevant to what we need to do right now.
1: Yeah, and also the uh, I would call it spiritology is another trap where people just go and meditate and uh, up a mountain and hug, hug a tree, but they think well, that that's all we need to do. Well, Ab- abdicating again, absolving them of their own proper change making well, potential.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you know, the symbol that we, you know, Shiva has this thing called the trishala, the trident. You know, the uh, uh, um, it's it's the Navy SEALs have it too, but I I love it because what the trident is, it's basically the warrior and the healer. You see, in traditional systems of medicine, there was no distinguishing between the warrior who fought against evil and the healer who fought against death. They were both fighting against death and darkness. Healer and warrior one, But what's happened is you have these idiotic people who go to India like Russell Brand probably met some yogi and thinks he's a yogi and they do some meditation, blah, 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 blah and uh, think, oh yeah, you have to talk a certain way, very slow, and then you have to be spiritual, da da da, and that's being, they have a theory on what it means to be a healing spiritual human being.
1: Just accept, accept, accept.
0: Accept, you know, da da da, right? And then over here, you have people who say we have to fight and be a warrior, and then those people are seen as crazy, aggressive people. Well, the truth is, if you look at the archetypes of the things that actually changed, they they were connected. So in, 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 they were one, you know, the, the person who fought with aggression for righteousness was the same as a person who was a healer, because if you actually want to fight death, you have to have a certain amount of, um, uh, resilience and commitment, right? And so the symbol of the trident, that's what it is. It's a symbol of, uh, and, you know, an interesting symbol in, in the Eastern and Western tradition is, um, you have the Archangel Michael in the, in the Christian archetype, who's, uh, who's known as the angel, the archangel who fight who's for health and healing. But he's the one who also ch- chased out the devils out of heaven and, you know, uh, Lucifer out of heaven. In the Indian tradition, and I'm sure this isn't, it shows up everywhere. You have the archetype of a deity called Murugan, who has a peacock feathers. By the way, the Archangel Michael has peacock feathers. It's quite fascinating. He's the one who chased out the asuras out of heaven in the, in the Hindu tradition. And he's the one who's also uh, the God of medicine. So medicine and healing are quite interrelated. So I find myself in it, When I looked at my own journey, someone who grew up looking at the caste system, getting interested in politics and fighting, and also my interest in medicine, it took me a while to realize they're totally interconnected, right? Mm-hmm. Fighting for right and healing are totally connected. But what, what has happened is th- they split it. Right. So you have the yoga people here thinking that they're better than everyone doing their meditation and you should be nonviolent and all this crap. And over here, the people who want their guns and protection, they must be violent people. And these people look at. But it's actually a fake dialectic that's been created. And that's part of the thing is. So when, if you when we do our talks and our training, we go back into this fundamental systems theory and you can apply that same systems theory to your body as a system. You can apply that same systems theory to understanding political systems. It's the same thing. Truth, freedom, and health is the same as transport, conversion, and storage from systems theory. It is the same as vatha, pitta, kapha, just very interesting words from Indian Ayurvedic theory. They're all the same. That's what's fascinating here. So when we say truth, freedom, and health, it's not a slogan. It is actually founded on universal law, whether you existed or humans existed or not. So why not build a movement a systems movement, based on the right framework. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're sort of, you know, two percent, 1% off on hitting that atom, you don't get any fission reaction. There's not too many areas that you can, I mean, there's not a lot of room for error here. That's why I implore people, if you're serious, you have to get on board. You know, we, we, we've created the infrastructure for people.
1: There we go, everyone. So, um, Dr. Shiva, I'm going to allow you to, uh, you know, finish this off by letting everyone know again how they can find, uh, you know, how they can be, become a part of this uh, just before we say goodbye to everyone.
0: Yeah. So, so everyone, I think the main thing people can do um, is, if you first of all need to make a decision, do you want to change the world? This is a very critical decision. Everyone creates. Do you want to change the world, or do you accept it the way it is? So let's say you choose a path. You want to see significant change. The next question comes, do you believe in the left and right? Or are you going to waste your time there? Or do you want to build a bottoms up movement? Okay. That's the next decision. Now, if you decide you want to build a bottoms up movement, then you must understand that there is just like building a bridge, just like building an airplane, just like building anything. There is a physics and a science. And that's what I've discovered. And where you can go to learn that is go to vashivacom slash join. And when you go there, the reciprocity here is you commit to getting educated and whatever you contribute to, I give you gifts of education and you can commit whatever way you want. And if you don't want to commit to anything, we've created an environment where you can get access to videos, you can connect with other people, you can join because the bottom line is you need to start being an environment where you understand that there is a system science and go to vashiva.com slash join. That's a goal and become a truth freedom and health warrior. Thank you. There
1: you go, everyone. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Shiva. Thanks everyone for watching. You could see the passion there. You could, you know, this is, this is important stuff. You know, if if you, if you want to take this seriously, if, you know, being part of the change is important to you, then please, as Dr. Shiva says, please check this out. If it's not for you, if you really want to, you know, just do your own thing, then that's okay as well. But this is for people that really want to step up and be that heartfelt warrior that she wants to create that change. And uh, you know, uh, it's been a real eye opening episode. For yeah. Us, contribute uh, to, to so, you when
0: you support this you do it for yourself. Right. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for any, do it to recognize that you need to do it for yourself. Stop watching TV, WWF wrestling, unless you want to do it for entertainment, do it for you there, but do it for yourself. Watch it as entertainment. Don't do it as those guys are going to change anything. They won't. Thank you, John. Good speaking with you.
1: Thanks. And on that note, take care, everyone. And
0: uh, we'll see you next episode, Cheers. Thanks, Dr. Shiva. Yeah, be well. All right, everyone, that was with me with um, uh, Jay Cooper, who's out in in, uh, England. But again, I want everyone to recognize that we have to move beyond left and right. And if you wanna be part of that theatrics, great, but do it recognizing you're watching entertainment. When Trump barks at Mitch McConnell, he doesn't give a damn about you. He's doing that, and then he'll make up with him, and then Nikki Haley will come. That's what's going on, on the right. On the left, the same thing. AOC will say stuff against Biden. Uh, Sanders will say stuff against Biden. At the end of the day, they'll all hug. They're one big happy family, and all of them hug together, okay? So I want people to understand that. But watch it if you want theater, if you want to be entertained, but don't think those people are going to change it for you. If you want change and you really are serious about it, We've created the catalytic infrastructure for you, which is the infrastructure that will teach you these principles that will get you activated and it'll provide you a community. So, as I mentioned, uh, for all of you here who were listening earlier, if you go to the, the movement for at VAShiva.com slash join, you can go right up online and we've just uh, made it even easier. You can go right here start by watching, you know, the video here that when you, let me just start this again. If you go here, I'm not going to play it again, but you can go to vhshiva.com. So step one, you know, watch this video because it'll start you on your journey. Step two, decide if you want to be part of it, if you want to contribute something great. And when you contribute a hundred or more, I will give you act, I, my, my reciprocities. I want to give you all of these gifts. You get the video gifts, you get the activism tools, you get an amazing piece of software that took me many, many years to create That'll help you understand how your body is a system. Next, you'll get access to the portal where you can educate others with this course. You'll get an opportunity to get certified. You'll get access to my time in a three hour private course. Then you'll get access to the book System and Revolution, which is gift number five. Then you get three other ebooks where you'll understand how you can use systems principles in everything in your life. And then you get gift number seven. It keeps going on, sorry. You get a the social media platform where you can build your own social pages, interconnect with people all over the world. This is for the warriors. Then you can also connect, um, discuss stuff. This is priceless. Then you get access to tools which will teach you reports how food is medicine. And then, and then, if if that is not you're not ready for that, you can go to um, contribute less than that, and then you can get access to five other gifts. Okay, and here they are, a subset of those. And if those of you are not even ready for that, just join as a member and and it's absolutely nothing, but you'll get access to all the activism tools. You get access to this very fundamental scientific paper. So please go do that, but do it for you. It's time that people recognize that we need to build a movement that's bottoms up, but all of you need to understand that you need to raise your consciousness. So anyway, I hope this is valuable. Um, uh, Be the light, I'll be coming back later I think I have another interview coming up right now, but I'll be coming back later this afternoon uh, doing a detailed deep dive onto one of the important board members on the board of Twitter. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Be the light. Thank you.